Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. And I have a great show today. You know, you watch the show all the time. And we always talk about having a life-work balance. It's very, very important, of course, for CEOs and founders to not only spend a lot of time in their business, making sure they have a unique selling proposition and doing everything necessary to make their business sell, but they also need some time apart from the business. And when you get reinvigorated, you get to see different parts of the world. You get to see things going on that you normally don't see in your backyard. It really expands your horizon. So we wanted to bring a worldwide leading expert on the show today on what we call customized luxury travel. And it's such an important part of my life, my wife, Kristen's life, as you know from watching the show Travel, because it makes you understand and appreciate what you have so much better. We decided to bring one of the leading experts in the world on the show. His name is Mr. Harsh Patil, and he is the founder and CEO of Explore Earth. And we're going to talk about it because if you want authentic, inclusive, tailor-made travel memories for you and your family, even your team. Harsh is a go-to guy for so many companies throughout the world. Harsh, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Good morning, Andy, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And of course, during this interview, we're going to show some of your photos and you've been all over the world. You help so many people really make a mix of leisure and adventure in a luxury process. It's so interesting. But before we get started, let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell us about Explore Earth, and then we're going to get into it. Sure. Uh, well, um, like I said, thank you for having me today. Uh, it's an honor. Uh, Explore Earth. Well, let me start by saying how we got, uh, get, got going on this uh, venture, if you will. Um, I had a wholly different career. Uh, five years ago, I was the publisher of children's textbooks. Um, and I came to a fork in my life uh, in terms of my career and what I wanted to do. Uh, it took a few weeks of mulling over uh, my next stage or the next stage of uh, what I wanted to do. And uh, I quickly came to the conclusion that uh, travel was my one sole passion. And I've enjoyed it thoroughly for the last 30 years. You uh, you described us very well uh, previously. Uh, 
I have traveled extensively. I'm, I'm close to getting to a hundred countries traveled in the world. And many of those places have been multiple times. Um, and so going back to the fork in my life, that's kind of when I segued into something that I really enjoyed, that I knew was sustainable, not only for me uh, as a profession, but also as a passion. So I kind of brought those two uh, together and pursued uh, what I really enjoyed doing. Uh, and like you used the word reinvigorated, uh, and that's what happened to me four or five years ago. I just changed the complexion of uh, and the direction of my the life uh, I was leading and uh, Explore Earth was born. And uh, we've been on a tear since. Harsh, that's very interesting. And of course, let's talk about the types of people that reach out to you. You know, they've heard about what you're doing. They know yes. about this business. They want to travel. They want to be with a trusted person, with a trusted company. Who reaches out and they say, Harsh, I want to go here. What does that first conversation sound like? And who's reaching out to you right now? Sure. Um, the demographic of the people who are reaching out is, uh, you know, typically in the 40 plus uh, 50 age range. Uh, these are people who've been uh, around the world, if you will, uh, but they have focused their energies uh, on places in Europe. Uh, some may have ventured as far as uh, uh, East Asia. But they've been to primarily the checkboxes destinations of the world, the Londons, the Romes. I've been to Switzerland. I've been to Italy a couple of times. And, you know, uh, off the beaten path would be Portugal, etc. These people are now ready for different experiences. They've seen, seen all of the best museums, all of the best churches and been around to all of those places, but they're ready for a different experience in their travel. And it's not just, and I don't want to use a cliche of immersive experiences, but it's true in, in a large part. Uh, they want to see the world in a different light, in a different lens, uh, different languages, different foods, cuisines, but also something that is out of the ordinary, not just your cookie cutter, I'll go to this museum, then I'll follow it up by a great dinner, then I'll meet uh, the celebrity and do those things. And you can do that. And most of my clients have been through that progression, if you will, of travel. They're now ready for something different, different experiences. And the pandemic has kind of brought this desire out of people. You know, most of us spent whatever time we could with family in the outdoors, and that's it's kind of given the boost, if you will, to outdoor and adventure travel because people have now begun to appreciate nature and the outdoors even more so than before. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the demographic of the people who reach out to me. I love it, Harsh. Of course, you and I spoke prior. I have been lucky enough to go to Botswana and you have an expertise in Botswana. You have people reach out to you and they say, I want to see the cheetahs. Or I right. want to see the lions, or maybe maybe they want to say, "Hey, Harsh, I want to see the elephants in Botswana," or maybe they want to go to the Galapagos or even Ecuador. I mean, it's really interesting. Let's talk about some of your favorite 
things that you put together for your clients, some of the real adventuresome things that you can put together sure. a lovely package for your clients. Sure. Um, you talked. We talked about uh, my company briefly. Uh, one of the things that we do, or rather don't do, is uh, we focus on few destinations. We believe that we should be the master of some versus jack of none. Um, so we focus on primarily the African continent and South America. And the reason, there's a good reason for that. One is my own passion for wildlife and the outdoors. Number two, these are relatively unexplored places, uh, mainly because of perception, uh, language barriers, maybe even distance, and to a large extent, also lack of knowledge. Um, Africa is my one favorite destination, and, I, I, and, and Botswana is right at the top. Uh, but Africa is is uh, is uh, a mix of many cultures, many languages, and many, many landscapes, all the way from the north, Egypt, all the way to South Africa and Botswana and Namibia. The landscape changes, the people changes, uh, change, as well as the wildlife. Um, and then there's South America, so far away from the rest of the world, if you will. Uh, language is very different, cultures, less developed economies, and somewhat inaccessible. And those are the kind of places that Explore Earth kind of focuses on. Places that people have only heard of, or maybe even dreamt of and would like to go, but don't know how. Uh, and they're looking for somebody who has the expertise and the knowledge of these places on, from the ground level. Uh, and that's where we come in and we focus. It, our focus is very narrow, but deep. Uh, we don't want to spread our wings too wide in terms of destinations. So we just focus on Africa and South America for the most part. Yeah, that's great, Harsh. Of course, for the entrepreneurs watching the show, Harsh just mentioned something that we talk about always on the show, that specialists win and generalists typically lose. And Harsh has this huge specialization that he focuses in, is in on to really creating memories for his clients. And, you know, whether you're going to travel solo or take a luxury family vacation or even planning, maybe even what I call a milestone celebration trip, which a lot of people do, or even taking your small group from your company, you need an expert travel advisor that will really customize your experience. So let's talk about it, Harsh. Someone says to you, hey, I have heard about Africa. I've never been. What does that conversation sound like for someone that maybe wants to have a milestone celebration trip with their wife or their husband, maybe for even a honeymoon. What does that conversation sound like? How do you find out what's going to be the best fit for your right. clients? That's a great question. Um, I would like to preface that by saying, you know, our USP, uh, our, our, our building block is my own travels, our own travels to these places. So we know each of these places intimately. For example, uh, Peru. Just to throw something out, I went to Peru three times uh, in the last 12 months. So I'm very, very familiar with the landscape. I know the train schedules. I know how the transfers work. I know the names of their guides. I keep in touch with them. So 
it's very important to know all of the nuances. Oh, you land here, but what happens between Cusco and the Sacred Valley and then Machu Picchu? There's lots of, you know, you have to juggle a lot of things. But if you haven't been there yourself, you cannot explain it to people and you cannot, uh, uh, how should I say, even forget selling it, but you cannot explain and make sense to them. Uh, coming back to, you know, uh, Africa and uh, your question here. Um, most people start off by saying, oh, I'd like to go to Africa. And they've heard a few, they'll throw the names out. Oh, I want to go to South Africa. Is it a good time? Is it a good place to go? And, you know, I start off by saying it's not an interview really, but it's a, it's a give and take. What is it that you want to achieve? Is it just you and your spouse? Is it the kids going? What time frame of the year are you thinking of going? So once I have all of this basic information, that's when I create the fit. Uh, Africa is a year-round destination. It's not like you go to Norway, you could go only in the summer, literally. I mean, other than people wanting to see Santa Claus Village. Uh, but primarily, it's a summer summer destination. Not so in Africa, not so in South America. This is a kind of a well, un, not very well-kept secret. But you could go to Africa any time of the year, literally. You just have to pick and choose the destination depending on what is it that you want to achieve. If people want to see a lot of elephant or they want to see big cats, I change those things based on my experience. I'd say, this is where you should go because this is what your experience would look like. If it's a family, this is what you do. If it's just you and your spouse or a group, this is your best fit in terms of time and place. So it's a... It's a give and take. It's a question answer before I even recommend a place to them. Uh, like I said, most people come to a conversation with the thought of, oh, I want to go to Kenya, but they want to go in February. And I kind of talk them out of it and say, if you want to go in February, this is the place, the right place to go. If you're willing to go in August and September, Kenya is the perfect destination. Other than that, I would say go somewhere else because you get a lot more bang for your buck, if you will, uh, just in terms of wildlife and experience. So it's a it's a, a back and forth between us before we get to, and then I provide them options and how to go about it, and you know the nuances and what little cost, etc. And that's kind of when we kind of hit the road, and then we narrow down on choices. Wow, it's such a great experience because. You want to make sure you make the right move. You're taking a trip. Some people, it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And when you mention your USP, that's, of course, the unique selling proposition. It's customized luxury travel with someone that actually understands and knows the nuances necessary to give someone a world-class trip. Now, Harsh, they reach out to you, have this conversation. How does it happen? Do you sometimes actually go yourself and kind of hold their hand and take them on the trip? Or do you have people there that will walk them through it? Or you've just been through this so much that you know where to send them and know that the right people will be taking care of their every need? Uh, so it's a kind of a mix of all of the above, uh, Andy. For the most part, uh, I'm very familiar, like I said, with all of the pieces on the ground. So I'm very comfortable and I, I seek to create that level of comfort with my uh, uh, fellow travelers that they are okay with going without me. I obviously physically cannot be in all of the places at the same time. So for the most part, travelers 
actually choose to go on their own and experience the things. Um, one of the things that we do and well is 24-7 support now. That's another cliche, but really we handhold them through their journey. We're available by phone, email. And one of the most important things, uh, the bedrocks of our company is the local support. Because we know of all of the guides, the uh, the local transport companies, they are dependable. I worked with them several times. So I don't need to be involved in every nuance and every change. They can handle it. They know what to do. They run with it. Um, so I do go with groups sometimes um, three, four times a year. They typically tend to be uh, larger groups of families or two or three families traveling together. Um, in the last couple of years, I've started uh, some experiential travel. And I really mean experiential travel, not for just for the sake of saying it. Uh, but these are uh, trips to places like Mendoza and Argentina, uh, not to go to Patagonia, but to go wine country. Uh, I've done a lot of trips to Napa. Uh, recently, we did a trip to Lima, which is more or less becoming the food capital of the world. Uh, after Tokyo, it's number two. Uh, and I'm starting to plan a trip to Oaxaca in Mexico. So we're doing these experiential trips, which I lead, which are very food, wine experience centric. They're not about going to see uh, the tribes or um, or the local cathedral or the local sites. It's really about what is so special about this place that I want to bring out. And we focus all day for, for the few days that we're there on that experience. May it be food, may it be wine and things like that. Wow. Um, so to answer your question, I'm not there all of the time. But sometimes when I feel it's necessary, as well as when I want to lead a certain kind of experience. Yeah, I love it, Harsh. And of course, leading up to our interview today, I've had a chance to work with some members of your team. You have a dynamite team. I mean, people that are really on it, they get back quickly. And I would imagine in your business, when you have these clients in a different country, and you're not with them, that Having your team so responsive is something that your clients just love. Is that right? Yes. I mean, um, I have clients who will call me with the smallest uh, mundane detail. Oh, uh, I know the tour was scheduled for nine. Uh, could we leave a little later at 10 o'clock uh, because we had a late night? And that phone call is at like two in the morning. Uh, because it's from far away and I get this phone call or I get a, a text message saying, can I, can we change? And the point is that I'm trying to make is that we're available all of the time. And most of my local providers know to make those decisions on my behalf without my intervention or without my input. They know what's the right thing to do. So they do it. Uh, but, um, I'm, we are available, like I said, 24 seven not just for support or handholding, but to actually make the experience even better when they're on the ground. I love it, Harsh. And of course, we spoke about it and we spoke about it prior to the interview is that you have such a keen insight and have the types of local partners where you're able to provide this experience, sometimes even at a price point that's less than what the customer 
is thinking the price is going to be going into the experience. So let's talk about that because that's very interesting. Yeah, so um, because of our local connections, not only with you know transport providers, service providers, guides, etc., most of the money that is spent on any vacation or any travel overseas is really accommodation and where you live. Um, it's not so much the food or the wine; it's really where you live, and that's that's where we come in and we have created all of these connections over time that. Uh, when we make recommendations of places, destinations to travel, we have our select partners, if you will. And those select partners, because of the volume of business that we do, offer us you know, great uh, uh, pricing. And part of the pricing, long story short, is shared with the consumer, with, the, with our client. So, uh, for example, I'll bring you back to Africa. Most people who go to Africa, they begin with the Google search. And Google, you know, not to knock Google, but has a wealth of information, but in terms for Africa's perspective, a little too much. It's very confusing. By the time people read about four articles or four blogs, they are worse off than they when they start. They still don't know how to go about it or where to go. The pricing on the internet, is also retail oriented. So where we come in is, you know, from a wholesale perspective. Since we have connections with different safari camps and different safari providers in each of the countries, we can actually get better pricing, significantly better pricing than what you would do on on, uh, on the internet. It's not like the Amazon of the world where the best price, I mean, price is always matched. This is a very bespoke, very custom, high-end uh, kind of uh, journey. Um, it's not you're going off to London on a, a, a economy ticket last minute. This is something that needs to be planned from uh, from a, a, in the long term, if you will. So we come in with a lot better pricing, and most people don't realize it, but when they start comparing what we offer, then they come to the conclusion that, oh, wow, not only am I getting much better options of where to stay and what to do, but the pricing is not even forget competitive, better than what we could do ourselves on the internet. This is not a booking.com. This is not that platform, if you will. Not to knock them, but we're in a different space, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. You know your customer, you know what their needs are, you know your specialty, and you know your expertise. And of course, Based on my own travel experience, if you're going to go for one of these exclusive tailor-made travel memories, you'd be crazy not to reach out to Harsh and his team because there's a lot more involved in traveling this way than, like Car says, just going to London and staying in a hotel on Expedia for four nights. So this has been great, Harsh. I mean, really interesting. I love your entrepreneurial journey. I love what you're doing at Explore Earth. Of course, we've we've put up some photos. We're going to put all your links down below so people can get a hold of you personally. But before I let you go, I want to talk about entrepreneurship because, you know, you've sure. had a wonderful entrepreneurial journey in your life. You, you made a pivot about five years ago and you focused in on this passion. And here you are with this exciting and kind of business that's exploding at the seams because people are hearing about what you're doing and this this customized travel experience. Let's let's talk to the younger entrepreneurs for a minute, Harsh. Let's 
say they're having a tough time. Maybe they're hitting a, a pothole. Maybe they're hitting a blockade that they can't get through as a young entrepreneur. Based on your experience, what types of advice can you give them to keep on pushing and keep on going to get through that tough wall that maybe they're currently facing right now? That's a great question and a tough one <laughs> because there's no perfect answer. Uh, I'll talk to it through my own, through our own experience. Um, if you go back, we started this uh, venture five years ago, but literally about a year and a half into uh, the company, uh, we hit a big pothole or roadblock, if you will, and it was the COVID pandemic. Um, so what do you do in a situation like that? Well, we kind of used, again, our best assets, which is our local people, our guides in Kenya, the Maasai, uh, people who uh, could offer uh, cocktail, rum cocktail making sessions uh, from the Colombian uh, rainforest. So we kept our audience engaged as well as ourselves sane, if you will, by providing experiences online, remote, even when there was really no business to be had. Nobody was traveling. In fact, nobody was doing much of anything other than taking long walks with their family uh, and trying to stay healthy. So we came in and said, what is it that we do? Well, we're a travel company. Let's bring those experiences to our clients because they can't be there. So let's keep them engaged all of the time. So my advice to younger entrepreneurs uh, is to, you know, follow your passion, of course, you know, follow your passion, stick with it. But also in times of, uh, you know, trouble or where you hit a roadblock or a wall, you know, be flexible enough with your passion to change things around because you're going to hit roadblocks. No business is going to be easy. Uh, there's a lot of competition in everything, especially travel also. So be flexible in what you can offer. You have to be able to pivot. Uh, and if, if you notice that people are not doing or not going in a certain direction, you've got to change. For us, fortunately, nature and the outdoors has become a big thing for travelers. So we are in a good spot, a perfect spot, if you will, with Africa and South America. But if that were to be reversed, what would I have to do? Well, we would have to make some changes in terms of the destinations we offer or the experiences. So that's what I kind of mean by saying, be open to uh, you know, new ideas, new places, new things that you can do within the, the the sphere of your influence and within the sphere of what your expertise is. That's awesome, Harsh. And of course, one thing that you are a big believer in is giving back to the community. And of course, you give back to not only, you know, your community, but the communities of the people that serve you in the local areas, in the various countries that you take people to. And it's really remarkable. Let's talk about that because during COVID, I mean, you gave back to some of the communities that are right now serving your clients in those communities. It's a remarkable giving back story. Yes, it was. It was. Um, you know, obviously the pandemic put brought everything to a screeching heart, uh, but it didn't stop us uh, 
since our clients or customers couldn't go, everybody was trapped at home. We brought these experiences to uh, people all around the world. Uh, for example, the African safari, we, we organized not one, but four of them. And um, we brought this live safari game drive visit to uh, Maasai villages, uh, rum cocktail session from the Amazon rainforest, uh, guides in Cartagena walking us through the neighborhoods while there was nobody there. So we brought all of these experiences to our customer base, if you will, and those people who wanted to do something and experience something while they were uh, sitting at their kitchen tables. But the the cost, if you will, of people joining, I mean, I made this to be a venture of giving back, a method of giving back to those very people, like you said, that serve us when we go to Kenya or when we go to Botswana. It's the guides. Their only uh, means of remuneration income is people like us traveling there and giving them tips. For a year and a half, there was nothing. Many of them were furloughed or laid off permanently. They had nowhere to go, no food on the table for their families. That's kind of when we stepped in. And all of those people, and we had groups of anywhere from 20 to like 60 people join and each one of them. And I, and they all asked me, so how much is it? How much should we donate? I said, I would start with 25, whatever you feel comfortable with. This is not about a business uh, a transaction. This is about how you feel and, you know, feel about other people in the world that are not as fortunate that can get on a zoom call. And we had people who, Start, forget $25, $50, I had somebody who have actually to date never met. She was a prior client of mine, an older lady. Um, and she reached out and said, Harsh, you're doing a great thing. And she sent me a check and she said, I'll send you a check. And the, the check was worth $10,000. I fell off my chair. And every red cent of all of those contributions we sent out to all of the people in Africa, Colombia, Cartagena, Peru, to those very people that serve us when we get there, those people that guide us on the trek to Machu Picchu, or those people that take us out on a game drive in uh, in Botswana. That's where the proceeds went to. And Arthi said this prior, but there were tears in some of these people's eyes because for them, this was like, rain that had in a desert. They had never expected something like this. So they were more than engaged, more than happy to bring more and do more of this uh, because not only was it their livelihood, but also they saw the sheer joy that travelers, e even online, they could see how people were engaged. And we did this all the way from Singapore, India, US, Europe, we engaged a lot of people around the world. I think it was a great way of giving back. Uh, it's a feather in our cap, if you will, but um, it's we didn't think of this as, hey, let's uh, up the competition and you know, you know, uh, do something that others are not doing. We just wanted to do this because we wanted to. It makes all the sense in the world. I mean, 
for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, rewind what Harsh just said. I mean, that's perfect. I could see you doing a TED Talk about that because <laughs> it just makes all the sense on how to get around and through and past a, a difficult time like you did during the COVID with the travel restrictions. And here you are now, and it's just skyrocketing. Harsh, I want to take a minute and thank you and your team. You've made this such a delight getting ready and preparing for the interview. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series bringing us inside what you're doing at explore earth and making these customized luxury travel experiences ones that your clients will remember for the rest of their lives thank you andy again for having us and uh, i use uh, a phrase that is one of my favorites it's by chief seattle uh, and he famously said uh, leave only footsteps behind. Take your memories with you. Just leave footsteps behind. And that, it resonates with me all of the time of what he said. Uh, it was very, very wise. Um, take memories. And so that's what we're about, building these memories. So thank you again, uh, listeners, for uh, uh, tuning in. Adventure awaits. Let's go explore them. Thank you. Thank you. 